You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Thursday pod, Edward. No special intros, just a Thursday podcast where two mates sit down on a Thursday and just fucking get to talking. Just sit down and discuss their lives. Yeah. And lives will be discussed. Do you know what I did this morning if you want to discuss lives? Yeah. My apartment building, three apartments. Yes. We basically, one person will just take out the bins for all three apartments. And does that rotate? No, there's no, there's no plan. It's just like if you see them, do them. Yep. Some days you do them, some days you don't. And then that's the same with bringing the bins back in to the apartment uh, sort of bin area. I think that you could make the argument that I probably do it the most. Yep. I'm probably the most involved in all of it. Yep. Tuesday. Do you think that's probably, is that got something to do with your physical attributes? Uh, no, I think that. Just, but I mean, like, have you got. I'm, what, am I the most manly in the apartment? Yeah, conference? that's what I'm asking. asking. Yeah, Are probably. you surrounded by like, you know, dainty women and, and the Well, elderly? there's, the only other adult male there is a beta male. So yes. And I'm not even calling myself an alpha male. I'm just saying, like, he's a he's, he's a, beta, a beta definitely. Male. Yeah, he's and definitely. And you are up for discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm being considered yes. for both parties. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Tuesday rolls around, and well, Tuesday bins are done, or Wednesday morning bins are done. So I've woken up Wednesday morning. Oh fuck! I bet no one's done the bins. And I run outside in the undies. Bins are, haven't been done. Garbage man's gone and our bins were brimmed. Brimmed. Tie me up and running in the undies with the gut out. I was running out there knowing the bins would have been gone. I think it was probably like seven. Too late. Way too late. Well, it depends. Actually, it depends. It, it does depend, but I felt it. I know when our bins are usually done. It's a six, six in thirty. Parts sort of, of in vibe. parts of the world, obviously depending on the route. Yes. If you're at the end of the route, you're lucky. You can you can see the Reds getting picked up seven fifteen, seven thirty, and I have I've you know on many occasions, Tom, not seeing the the yellows and the blues go till eight thirty nine. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know whether it's a more Pretty ideal place to live at the end of the route because it means that you are given a bit of a grace period. If you're at the start or anywhere basically before the end of a route, you're fucked if you've forgotten them. Well, I tell you why the end of the route's great because you have the ability if you have extras. To just stand up there with them and go, mate, do you mind taking yeah. these? Yeah. Can I unload all this shit into your truck? And he'll go, sure, bro. Of course you can. Because he doesn't have a dog in the fight. Well, mate, I'm a garbage man. I'm a man about garbage. Yeah. He's I'm like, as long as I don't have to do extras. Don't make my life any more difficult. Just make it easy for I'm not here. I'm not here prepared to do extras. No, but for free. I can let you put your shit in my truck yes. that I don't even own. I just drive. Yeah. That, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's where the end of the route comes into its own. You're not doing that at fucking what? When does the route start? Five. What? You what's, what's first? What's first? What time's the first, first bin light? picked up? First light. Do you reckon at first light? Maybe even before first light. I reckon they get cracking in some parts. Yeah, of the city. dark. Four forty-five. We should ask Bin Lord, our official garbo of the podcast. Actually, Bin Lord, reach out. What time do the fucking whips get cracking? Yeah. What's the earliest you'll see a bin picked up? Sebo says he, uh, or maybe he was telling us this the other day, but he, um, at his gym, he, like, there are a bunch of young uh, garbos, like, early 20s garbos uh, from around, like, Kuji or some shit, and they're, like, they just get up, fucking flip bins, and they just all go to the gym and fucking hang out and just spend the rest of the day. I've heard good things about the bin life. I remember I was ready, I was watching it. I don't know where I was watching it or what I was watching, but it was, like, some documentary about this kid who you fucking... Was talking about 
he was some sort of athlete. And he was sort of talking about how he would do the bin. Dude, run. a lot of the fucking in, in the, like the morning. Because the, then he's like, if you pumped it out, you had like the whole day off. Yeah, right. Well, the old NRL players before it was professional used to, that was like a lot of the NRL players, that was their training. They'd be out there fucking flipping bins and then they'd go to training. Because what time are they done? Like 9.30? Yeah, but it's also quite physically taxing. Fucking oath it is. Some if you if you've got a, if your is. bin is like if your if you your bin's full to the brim, it can be light. Like you can be like, oh, it's full, but there's just not much to much much to what's in there. Or it can be like the heaviest known object in the universe, like a, a bin filled to the brim. Man, Once when we were living in Redfern, and we were obviously just like young twenties, being fucking, you just all you did was get pissed and just do nothing. We had a party and f- filled the bins with. Like bottles, glass, and that, yeah. yeah, and they were just we didn't have enough room, so Streety stood on it with a fucking shovel, and just smashed all the glass, and so we could fill more in, and then had to keep smashing the glass. And by the end of it, it was like this thing is going nowhere. This is the heaviest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. So you filled it with smashed glass. We filled it with bottles, and then Streety but smashed them. But I smashed them, so yeah. you it was essentially a, a, a bin. bin full of smashed yeah. glass. Yes. yes. So, as previously stated. As previously stated. But I just wanted you to know that the, no, the, no, no, I the glass the wasn't put in smashed. No, no, no. It was I, smashed once already. Yeah, in no, it. that would have been a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. That's so streety. That's streety as fuck. Anyway, so our bins are not out. They're not taken, but they're completely full. I'll also tell you this for free, punters and dribblers. The general amount of household rubbish generated for two adults is what it is and you get very used to it throw in two little shit monsters who poo and fucking eat and you know shit we and shit we go through potentially sometimes we'll it's not uncommon to fill up the bin and empty it twice in a day like bins full get it out bins full yeah. again get it out yeah, just yeah. with nappies and whatever the fuck just else pan that fuck you up. just have so much rubbish so now we have bins that are full until next Tuesday night they go out. Well, mate, you're going to have to run a fucking stealth mission. I did that today. I have a tarp in the back of the car. Chuck dumped in a couple of garbage bags, some recycling. Yeah, there's bins about. I have... There's one downstairs. I'm not going to say where from, but I definitely saw a big old bin mate, that I you just, just dumped you need a bunch to, of you shit need into. To, punters and dribblers, can I give you a fucking tip that's going to improve your life immeasurably for the, for the good? Keep your eyes peeled at all times for those big fucking bins. You know the skip ones. Bins. The ones on wheels, not skips. Oh, yeah, the wheels. The, That's the, what the I did. The big wheelie ones. I dropped them in some wheels this The big morning. wheelie ones because those get emptied because they're usually attached like a cafe or commercial. commercial use. Keep your eyes peeled. You'll see them around very rarely, but you'll see them without the lock on them. You go, okay, if I'm ever in trouble, I know where to come. Nip up there 11.30 at night, bang. Fucking yeah. Bob's your uncle. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Also, keep your eyes on blue ones and yellow ones. Blue ones particularly because if you've ever got big boxes, like you might have bought a fridge or some shit, trying to get rid of this fucker, 11.30, nip up the road, in she goes. <laughs> Thanks for coming. They, <laughs> get, they get fucking emptied most days, those things. So oh, really? It doesn't matter. So no, no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. It's not my fault it's not locked. I've taken the advantage. I'm playing eyes up. At the end of the day, if anyone's but, getting upset at you for disposing of waste responsibly, they can fuck off. Well, people do. That's why they're locked. Yeah, I know. Because, look, if, <laughs> if, if, if the people were left to their own devices, those bins would be filled up the moment they were empty. Yes. 
Because people are always looking to offload shit. You're always looking to offload rubbish. I've always. I've, I um. That's why the uh, council cleanup is so sacred. Do you know what some motherfucker did right at the front of our house? And I don't know whether it was one of our neighbours. I there's a there's a world where I believe it was, but I'm prepared without ev- without any evidence to let that go. Well, you have to. You have to. So you can hold your own beliefs. I can hold my own beliefs, but I keep them close to my chest, yeah, even right. though I have aired them on this podcast. <laughs> Number one, as it may be at times, all the time. Uh, we just out on our fucking like sort of front lawn bit of grass for the apartment. Mm. Well, it's on the side of the road, really. So it's not like our, it's not on our property. It's, but it's like right out the front of our fucking apartment building. Just a pile of like a dismantled couch you know like those l couches yeah just all stacked up on each other and pillows and just shit just sitting there and it's been raining so it's soaking wet and rotting just like and you're not you're not in council cleanup territory we'd already just had it you just had we'd it. had it like maybe a couple of months before and it was a good one we purged the, the, the community purged on that day. <laughs> they, well, the community does. The community it's purges a on, a, purge. it is, on a council cleanup. It's like, oh, just offload Mate, shit. Mate, some people get rid of some really good stuff. Yeah. Well, you see a lot of people. I've seen like fucking brand spanking TVs and shit go People out, get around on the council cleanup. They get a nice big van or a ute and they just nip around and see Mate, what they can do. It's so good because the where I'm living at the moment, the, count, the throw out Sunday. So I think council cleanout start, starts going out on Sundays. And then on that day, you just see... Big vans and youths just meandering around the street. Yeah. And shit will go like that. Yeah, it goes. It goes. Like I'll put shit out before I go, this will go. But also, when you are like a council cleanup in an affluent area, now, not fucking, I'm not one of the affluent ones you leaving out fucking shit, but I'm living around rich motherfuckers. You're living who, around mansions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm in an apartment They're surrounded mansions. by mansions. <laughs> yeah. And you see like the shit that they leave out where you're like, to them, it's just an inconvenience. Yes. Like you, like I'm throwing out shit that doesn't work. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. oh god, this fridge is dead. Yeah, let's leave it outside. Mm. Oh, well, this fridge has been sitting in my fucking, you know, out the front of the apartment for six months because it's broken. Maybe now we can put it outside. Whereas in fucking Bellevue Hill or Mossman, I imagine it's like, oh, we're just leaving a Porsche out. We're over it. Keys in the ignition, but yeah. throw it out. Yeah, uh, it's not to my liking. No, anymore. I hate the upholstery. Because if you're rolling in it, right, the thought of having to sell something... Yeah, what, well, Facebook Marketplace. Far too laborious. But also probably, and not justifiably so, but with, like, rich Mossman mums, it's like, am I going to sell this fucking cupboard for, you know... $120 when un- yeah, it's uncouth. I get my hair done for like 500 bucks a week. Yeah, yeah. Blow dry only. Yeah. No color. No, 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 just a blow. Color's a thousand. Am I going to am I going to take the time to Do go, I care? Do I give take a shit? Take this out of my sight. Just fucking you take it. You take it. I guess maybe it's also a bit more generous in that you could argue they know that us little scum rats are going to come crawling in looking through all their shit Mate, and trying people, to take it. That's why you see so many cars and utes and shit out. People are going, this is fucked up. Yeah. What people throw out. Yeah. The old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. They do. They do You've heard that, that before. I've heard it. I've heard it. And believe me, the trash that some of these rich folk are getting rid of is your treasure. 
Certainly, mate, I remember when we were in our, again, early 20s Redfern days, like that was, it was like, oh, the council cleanup, let's get to, let's get to driving. Who's got a U? Oh, there's a perfectly good light. Yeah. I remember the first TV I got when I was in boarding school was one off the side of the street. Throwing out a working TV. I thought I was the king of the world and used to unravel the... Uh, you You're like coat Leo, Leo and fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. You remember you got a coat, coat hanger and you'd... Unwind, jam it in the back. Jam it in the back. Yeah. You'd literally get reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. I saw that in the boarding days, house as dude. well. They were. And was it like a box TV? Like a shit TV? I'm yeah, assuming. it was a box one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This well, made... The, the flatties were only just sort of... Getting to their work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I had a boxy in the boarding house as well and it was like you felt like fucking macgyver jabbing a bloody bro i thought i was like the sickest guy. yeah oh there's the aerial all right what about if i just jam this fucking coat hanger in there oh bang reception bang guess what's on biggest loser whoops <laughs> watching it whoops friday night tits on sbs <laughs> whoops oh sorry i'm a genius <laughs> i'm a genius 15 year old kid you think you are yeah the bees knees. yeah you're the bees knees. you got a tv Jamming early in. It's anyway. funny though with these like council cleanup things that there is a sort of general understanding in certain parts of like the world, at least where we were living on Birriga back in the day. Mm-hmm. You lived there briefly as well. You remember that area like sort of out the front near the roundabout? That sort of big grass area, but it yeah. was sort of hidden by trees. Trees, yeah. People would take it upon themselves to use that as a dumping ground all year round. Oh, and really? Like hide shit? Like, like, I don't need this in my house anymore. I need to get rid of it. Mm. That place looks pretty good. See, that? yeah, that's, no one's going to see me. I might walk. I walk in under the trees with a couch yeah, and yeah. I walk out the other yeah, side yes. without a couch. Yes, without a couch. And then... Whoops. Whoops. I must not have me. dropped it. But now I'm in a rush and Fuck, where did I leave that couch? No time to dilly dally. But obviously the people would fucking meander out of their apartments late at night and just start dumping shit there. Yeah. And it would just happen all year round. That's and there was annoying. just a perpetual pile of shit at the front. <laughs> well you we had to call the council and go, listen, someone's dumped a fucking couch out the front of the house. And by we I mean Steph. Because I didn't know that was an option, but she's very well. You people, they, you can they can come and pick shit up for you for like a small fee. Well, they did this for free because yeah. it wasn't us. Mm. But they were like, "Oh, we've got to investigate it," and we're like, "Do whatever you need to do. Just get this fucking couch out of here." Investigate it, okay? What, yeah, you're gonna go start door knocking. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, who's the fucking who's on the case? <laughs> who's on the case? Is there someone on the case? Yeah, who's putting that case? Out? I'd love to see the case file. I'd love to see couch the case left file. outside I'd of love the apartment. To see does anyone know anyone that works these sort of cases? Seriously. Uh, is it retired detectives? Yeah. Is someone trying to find their way? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we've got to fucking investigate. Okay, will you investigate who left the couch on the fucking side of the road? Are you going to come and fingerprint this thing? Just come and get it, please. Yeah. But anyway, it's in fairness to them, they wrapped a bit of police tape around it, like that yellow, like, under investigation tape. Did they really? Yeah, they came and wrapped tape around it. Um, and then how long did it sit there for? Taped. A couple of days. They weren't doing any investigations. Okay. Right. So the investigation stalled. I think that, yeah. They, they got there. They looked at it. They sort of had a quick look around and went, shit, this one's going to be tough. This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck left this here. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I don't know how we're going to find out. I've got no idea. I am not a detective. No. I don't know the first thing about being a detective. <laughs> I work for the council. So maybe I should just stop pretending and I should just take this thing home. 
maybe take this trench coat off that I bought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this bloody uh, Inspector Gadget or Sherlock Holmes spy glass or the magnifying glass. <laughs> Not going to crack any case, bro. Anyway, good on him. They took it. I appreciated it. So basically what you're saying is... You can just dump shit out the front of your house, pretend it's not yours, and they'll come get it. Yeah, and call and go. Matt, call and go. Someone's fucking left this here. Make sure you remove anything that's gonna link it back to you, because yep. you know you've got detectives on the case. We well, got detectives on the case, so you got to be. I mean, I put it out there in gloves. Yeah. Wipe it down. Yeah. Wipe down every surface. Yeah. Put gloves on. Yep. Get it out. But I mean, then you got hair fibers. You need to. You need to vacuum it. Yeah. Well, you don't know if they're fucking testing hairs. I'll test hairs. And if then they, they run them through the database and go, no hits. No, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> now what? Some council version of, uh, what's his name? The dude in, uh, what was the, what was the cop show with like the redhead guy? CSI? Oh, CSI Miami. Yeah, was he called Caruso or some shit like Caruso. that? And he'd always be like, well, looks like you do eat semen. Bow, <laughs> 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 Can someone uh, say? Yeah, David Caruso. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it does look like you would see. <laughs> Quite a mouthful. Wow! Damn, damn. CSI, when it came onto the scene, was like... Humongous. 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 I remember when Sebo and myself and another friend of ours, Simi P, used to play Wednesday night basketball. And then, like, the most exciting thing about basketball was... Going home and watching CSI. Wednesday night, CSI's on fucking Caruso, whatever the fuck his name is. Well, Caruso wasn't in the original one. He was in Miami, wasn't he? Well, maybe that was what I'm talking about in CSI Miami. I think I you're right. I could be wrong. No, I think you might be right. Yeah, he was in CSI Miami. The original was just called CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Can you tell me, Dave, how many CSIs there are? Or have there been... Let's guess. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say okay, 10. Okay, CSI, CSI Miami, CSI either LA or New York, vice versa, because the original one would have been in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it? No, that's fair. CSI Boston. No, there's a CSI. Uh, there's a CSI like New Orleans or something like South. Like there's one. Cause I remember Mark Winchell from uh, Friday Night Lights. <coughs> he was CSI Chicago probably. No, but I'm thinking more like a CSI cybercrime. You know what I mean? Like oh, that right. has something I, like that. So you don't reckon there's a CSI Chicago? Well, I don't know. If they're necessarily literally doing every there. city. There is a lot of crime. So where are we at? CSI, CSI Miami, CSI South, like the South somewhere. I'm just going to say New Orleans. CSI LA, I'm going to say. Yep. CSI, some sort of cybery whiz-bang fucking... CSI sexual crimes, maybe. Yeah, well, that's Law and Order SVU with the whole thing's about rape. And you're like, this yeah. is a really intense show for me to fucking yeah, sit down and watch. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, after dinner. Yeah, it's a lot. She was raped and murdered and found. And you're like, yeah, what this, the yeah. fuck, dude? Like, this I'm just trying to. This child was beautiful. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to unwind after a stressful day. Can we not fucking have CSI SUV on or whatever mm. it is? Dave, how many you got? All right, so OG, CSI Crime Scene Investigation, set in Las Vegas. That's one. Vegas. Then CSI Miami, second one. That's Caruso. Then we got CSI New York and then CSI Cyber. And then they went CSI Vegas, which was a sequel to the first season, but the fourth spin-off. A sequel? That's five. Well, because the first... Fourth spin-off. Yeah, a fourth yeah. spin-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How can you have a sequel when the first se series was like multiple seasons? I guess it's like, yeah. a, uh, it's like the same story worlds. Yeah, Different it's like characters. same same cast. Yeah, so same cast and maybe a set... 
No, different cast. Well, same cast, he's saying. Maybe oh, they no, stopped seeing it. No, it'd be a different that. cast. Otherwise, it's just a new season. That's a good... Yeah, that's true. I think it is a different well, cast. Well, he said same cast, so I was confused. Well, well that doesn't make sense. No, it's it does yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was CSI Trilogy, which was only a three-part TV event. So it doesn't really count as a full season. Okay, so, so pretty that's much five. six. Five or six. Yeah. I'm, I'm counting that three-fucking-episode event. You best believe. Oh, it's... Consider it counted. Yeah, so we're saying six. Good stuff. Yeah, good shit. Um, anyway, what was that? Garbo's. Shout out to him. Shout out to Garbo's. Um, and shout out to big bins on wheels that don't have padlocks on them. Specifically the one downstairs that I just pulled up and... Pounded. Oh, you've already done your work. Oh, yeah, I did it this morning. I did it as you were... I drove, when you saw me in the car park, and you're like, you want a coffee? I'd spied a bin. I was coming in to see if there was a park, but I was really just doubling back, just scouting out the areas and then just back out. There's the bin, no one watching, bang, in, and we're good. That's how it's done. Yeah. Play eyes up. Edward, yesterday was the first day of the Ashes. Today, obviously, the second day of the Ashes. It'll be starting soon. A lot was made yesterday, certainly from you and I, but the general public around Shane Keith Warne's commentary around Mitchell Stark's wicket, first wicket in general, specifically, but then also just more broadly. Which Crystal Duck, Tom. Yes, Crystal Duck. Mitchell's Crystal Duck. But then more broadly, just Mitchell Stark in general. In the time since the cricket finished yesterday, thanks to Rain, thanks Lanina, you bitch, um, to now, I've had time to reflect pause even about the way that Shane has conducted himself I've listened to a few people that I respect just considered the world around me and I think that it's fair to say that whilst you know like Shane basically was like it wasn't that good of a ball the batsman was shit, like shit I think that's upon reflection now I'm going to give Shane credit there as me being a fucking complete dead shit when it comes to cricket anyway. I just love it. Yep. It wasn't an amazing... It wasn't like, oh, this is the... It wasn't the fucking... It wasn't Ryan Harris to, to Alistair Cook uh, first innings, day of fucking... Well, no, that was the second innings. Second innings first ball. To, you know, push forward to... Basically seal the fucking 3-0 yep. lead in the series, Tom. Yes. So, but I'm just saying the, the ball, the, the, the beauty of the ball was not Ryan Harris... Well, Ryan Harris's was legitimately an unplayable Playable, joke. It was that's like, it's it. Cons- it's like it could not be played. That's it. Whereas you could argue that Roy's technique... Was it Roy? Yes. Rory. 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 Rory Burns. Burns. Rory, Rory Burns, Burns yeah. that's right. Rory Burns' technique... Was shit-ass. But this, that's not the point. I just no, I, I think point. I think it's fair to acknowledge that. Because no, no, we were like, it's a fucking... Like, it was a... The, the, the thing that... Uh, that I think we just were like, we got to, was just a bit like, yeah, okay. So whatever, like maybe it wasn't that good of a ball, but he spent no time talking about the moment or how good it was. Like he still just wanted to, and I tell you who said it best. You go listen to fucking the great cricketer boys and Pez fucking nails it. And he's just talking about like, like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? He bowled him out the first fucking ball. Like, the batsman may not have done the fucking... Like, the batsman's technique may not have been great, 
the ball still swung a fucking mile and he bowled him first ball the ashes like that's an he was like that's an amazing ashes moment that is going to live on forever that we are going to think about forever and there's a there's an element where at least if you're listening to the Fox commentary, that moment is kind of ruined by Shane's attitude immediately after it happens because he can't put down his fucking, his uh, bias against Mitchell Stark. Like he couldn't just go, holy shit, what an incredible moment. What like, what an incredible Ashes moment that we will never forget that like, you know, that set, who knows how, it, how in the context of the series more broadly when it finishes, what that ball means, if anything, but like what an incredible moment. Instead, he just would not stop about how it was the worst ball of the over and how the batsman was shit. Like, there was no positivity around it at all. Mate, it's, it, it's utterly ridiculous. Consider it like this. Imagine if Leighton Hewitt, like when he won the US Open, if all the commentators talked about was, oh, Pete Sampras wasn't up to it today. He was shit out. Yeah, or that's, and again, and like he... Pete was dog shit today. He goes Instead said of like it, Leighton wins. He goes said it as well, where it was like... When Kathy Freeman was fucking rounding the bend in the 400, and that who was the chick that was out of the race? There was like the other great 400 meter runner. Yeah, French, the French one. Yeah. yeah, who was not up to Kathy standards. No, no, we're not, I'm not point. saying she was, but, but yes, she was. She out was out. She and came just to like, Sydney, never if Kathy's rounding home. the bend, and Bruce McAvane is like, oh well, the French one's not here. Marie Josie Parekh. Yeah, well, Parekh's Jose. not in the race. Yeah. You just like pronunciation. Do your own fucking pronunciation. (laughs) But, like, that was just one of the... you could Because the general sentiment around Warnie now, at least from the echo chamber with which we exist in, is that he is becoming an unbearable fucking... uh, Well, he is having real moments of being an unbearable commentator. And especially when it's, like, the way that he's going after Stark is just, like, so... It's so transparent and it seems like he doesn't even, he is not even self-aware enough to realise how it's coming across. Well, I'd, I would be shocked if he is self-aware. That would be <laughs> concerning that if he was aware <laughs> as, as to how this has been received and yet he still doubles, triples, quadruples down. Or even just how he's perceived more generally. Generally, it's like, yeah, I think he, I think Shane gets high on his own supply. Again, we love Shane, love what he did for the nation, need to premise that. But... Got to call a spade a spade. His commentary has become fucking deplorable off the back of a lot of one-eyed bias a lot of the time, a lot of flip-flopping generally from one uh, opinion to the other, and they contradict each other. Like yesterday he's going, I'd definitely bat. I would 100% bat. And then when we take a couple early wickets, he's like, oh, my God, like... Horrendous decision to to choose to bat, or, or not even a horrendous decision, but like he was going, oh, big call choosing a bat. Yeah, like and he you're just saying horrendous, and, no. but he's sort of saying he was saying big call choosing a bat, but it was like you were just saying you'd always bat. And then at the end of the day, he was going, no, no, I'd definitely bat. Like he just, he's he's all over the map. He's all over the map. But again, and for someone, his so his, intent- his analysis though is the best. Like he's so good when he's talking about the cricket and about what's going on. And then when he but gets... that's what I'm saying is he is getting less good though because of his sort of like his ability at the moment to flop sort of between thinking. Like yeah. he just... He, he just, wouldn't he wouldn't be that... Real, I wonder if he would have ever been that sort of... I suppose I think he would have been more resolute back in the day, being like, no, this is, I would have chosen a bat for this reason. Yeah, they took early wickets, but I still would have chosen a bat. 
as opposed to like his recent commentary where he seems to go between ideas or just completely ignore what he said five minutes ago and say something else. Yeah. I don't think he ever used to do that. It didn't seem like it. It didn't seem like he it. Still he still likes reads, to- But he reads the game so fucking well. Yeah. That some of the shit coming out of his mouth now, I'm like, that's not the Shane that I knew a couple of years ago. No. It's just, it was just disappointing in that moment. And I feel like that's what was frustrating. You know, the, the, the divinity of the ball aside and the fucking way that Rory Burns played it aside. Like, it just seemed like that moment deserved to just be jerked off. That's all. It's Yahoo'd an amazing about. moment. Yahooed about. An amazing moment. What a fucking crazy moment. Like, let's have that be remembered with the amazing commentary. You know, like when you see all these amazing moments, like whether it's the Ryan Harris one where or the Siddle Hattrick on his birthday. Well, I was just about to say that. Think about the Siddle Hattrick on his birthday commentary. Imagine that fucking thing going, he's giving him. Obviously, Mark Nichols is going, wait on, wait on. Yeah, he's yeah. a palm, so you get it. Yes. But Shane's an Australian. He should be fucking up, up and, and about. about. He's supposed to convey how the na- like. Well, you're meant to be like impartial and unbiased, but also like you're meant to be really? giving it some. Well, as in that would be the argument that they'd be like, well, it can't be a biased commentator. No, like, but come on, you can give the moment a crystal duck. The first ball in an Ashes series happened four times yes. in the history of the contest. Yes, a little bit more panache. You can give the crystal duck its flowers. The crystal duck deserves all the flowers. Because she's so rare and she, so delicate so and rare. so beautiful. She's so rare, dude. Put it uh, this way. Four times in 150 years, we may not see one again. Exactly. We may not see one again. i tell you what else. Um, just with the Fox commentary. And I mean, I'm sure it's the same with Channel 7, although maybe they just abandoned play. But when I got home last night, I was like... I wanted to just, as because you, you and I were driving home, and we were like, there's nothing on, because all the fucking stations had basically gone, okay, this thing's been rained out. But, like, I just wanted to sit there and marinate and post-cricket, conv- like, just yarn. So I went on to KO, shout out to KO, and just, like, dragged it to the end of the day's play. So, like, it's while, basically, Fox have to pad for, like, two hours while yep. they're like, will we come back on? Those poor bastards, that's a tough gig, having a pad for that long. I reckon they said... The gab is the fastest drawing pitch I've ever seen. They're like, nah, nah. Because I guess they've got to like keep the audience watching. Like, don't switch off. The cricket might come back. And it's like, it's been piss and rain. And they're like, oh, no, nah, but the gabber, I've never seen a pitch drain and dry quicker than that. And then like, they're trying to keep up beat. And then they're crossing to like Alan Border out on the ground. Alan Border's like, nah, nah, this thing's wet. And they're like, well... Hey, it's quick drying, AB. Alan, shut the fuck up. AB. We've got to be on here for another fucking hour, mate. You shut the fuck up. Well, no, it'll ruin a ball. A ball like England wouldn't want to come out here, have a new ball run across this grass. The new ball's fucked. The stitching's compromised. And I'm like, oh, God, these poor bastards just sitting there after trying to keep it going. I was driving home yesterday after we couldn't find anything on the radio and I was on Triple M because we checked. And then they just randomly came back. They're like, well, hang on. We might be getting something. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, we'll just come back in a moment, uh, play a couple of songs, come back. And they're like, I think we're going to get a call on whether cricket comes back or not in two minutes. So just hang with us. We'll be back in one second. And then they just never came back. (laughs) 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 They'd like... 
5.45 or 4.45 <laughs> or whenever it was. I'm like, yep, we'll come back for a fucking update. And I was waiting. And then I, I just remember thinking to myself, where the fuck is that update? <laughs> it was five o'clock. And I'm like, oh my God. Where the fuck nah. did that update go? And then I got home and it was stumps. And I'm like, they've just gone, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Pack it up. We're done here. <laughs> We're done. done. Um, I've got a question, Dave, that I'll need you to research as well around cricket. Before we get into a little bit more from the day yesterday. In the post game, they were talking about when they get sent into bat. Mm. Well, like if you win the toss and you send a team into bat, it's called dobbing in. What I want to know is, is that is dobbing a cricketing term that has been appropriated to everyday life or of cricket appropriated like dobbing in? You're dobbing in your mate. Dividovers wear nappies, wear ones too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do wear wet nappies they do yeah well they wear nappies wet ones too so yeah. they piss themselves yeah dibbit uppers piss themselves yeah of course they do um so yeah just look that up dave and then just let us know when you've got an answer there but um like i it's i'm struggling to come up with anything that even gives that definition on wikipedia in the glossary of cricket terms article it says dobbing is a synonym for a man cad especially used in lancashire but you know what a man cat is, Tom? Yes, I do know what a fucking man cat is. Um, I can't really find anything that corroborates Who that said that? Who told you that? Uh, I heard him saying it last night on Fox. They're going, you're dobbing in. I'd never, I've never heard that ever. Never heard it. That's no. why I was like, what the fuck? It's obviously exceedingly rare if it's not even on the internet. I'm going to give you a little bit longer, day just to it? get your finger. Uh, I think Howie said it. And then I'm pretty sure I heard it on... Uh, Howie said it. I know how he said it, and then I think, but no, I'm pretty sure I, they they said it on uh, TGC as well. So like it was within the space of an hour or so. I heard it twice. Well, if the great cricketer said it, then then it's legit. Then it's legit. Yeah. Sorry, Howie, but no disrespect to Howie. I just don't put a whole lot of weight behind. I love Howie, but when I, it comes to matters of cricket, of cricket, the great I cricket, defer to the great we cricketer. Defer to the great cricketer. That. That's just the way it is. That's just the truth of the matter. I don't defer to Howie. I don't. No disrespect to Howie, I don't defer to Howie. Not for the matters of cricket. No. But cricket has one of the greatest glossary of terms maybe all time. We'd be second. I think we're second in cricket. Yes. I'm happy to take a backwards seat. I'm happy to take a backwards seat. I'm happy to take yeah. a backwards seat. It is what it is. Obviously yesterday, just for those that aren't aware, there was a lot of conjecture around what the first ball of an Ashes series is called. A wicket off the first ball. A wicket off the first ball of an Ashes series is called. We were unable to find anything. We've now coined it a crystal duck. Because we're in the crystal business. Obviously, now. we're in the crystal business. There's a lot of affinity around crystals. I feel like in order to get a duck off the first ball of an Ashes series, a wicket rather, you need to harness in the energy of the crystal. Yeah. There were obviously crystals at the cricket yesterday, punters and dribblers, more specifically dribblers. I think dribblers take crystals to cricket. Took crystals, their own crystals to the cricket and were holding them up, sending the energy from yep. the crystal to Starkey. What happens? Those Stark, crystals were charged out the they arse. They were charged out the arse. There was water about, there was rain about. They were charged, mm. bruh. Fucking know that. Send the energy to Starkey. Starkey takes a first, first ball duck. First in the series, first in the Ashes series. It now has to be referred to as a crystal duck. I don't see any other alternative. That's the only thing we'll be referring to it as. And if you try and change it, that's cool. But just know that you're on the wrong side of history. And that's, that's on you. The first ball of a innings, apparently. It's platinum a duck or some shit? Royal. 
Royal Duck. There's heaps of people send them through, and I was like, I can't tell whether these people are just coming up with their own names or whether they I'll say you. this. I like Golden Duck. I like Duck. I, like, I love Crystal Duck. I love Royal Duck. Diamond Duck? I like Diamond Duck. I don't like Platinum and no. Titanium. No. It's like, bruh, how, what, Platinum? Like, really? <laughs> how much Platinum do you fucking see around? Do you surround yourself with Platinum? Have you ever seen Platinum? Do you no. know what Platinum is? I wouldn't be able to pick Platinum in a lineup. I couldn't pick Platinum... If it was fucking... Staring me in the face. Covered me body, yeah. head to toe. I no. wouldn't know what the fuck it was. Well, Platinum, you'd probably call it steel. Titanium? Yuck, bro. It's like, oh, this is a steel duck. Yuck. Shut up with your Shut steel up. duck. It's gross. Right it's yeah. got to be gold and royal and diamond and yeah. fucking shit you fucking put on a woman's finger. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of shit. Nice shit. Or royal, something, you use, something you use to fix a, a crashing website. Well... That can be charged by the moon. Exactly. All that. It's a woo-woo duck. Like this, the crystal well, duck's a woo-woo yeah, duck. Of course it is, because it's so rare. It's so rare. It's got, there's <laughs> only, woo-woo's the only way this thing happens four times in the history Sometimes of Sometimes in the world, things happen that can only be explained by woo-woo. Yeah. We all know that to be true. Look, now, look, look. It's just like the first ball wicket in an Ashes series. Fucking rare. Sometimes only explained by woo-woo. A week ago, were we the purveyors of woo-woo no not necessarily now we are we're in camp woo-woo and we can't help it so if you don't think that a crystal duck is the only name for this fucking for this type of a, a dismissal then you just don't understand cricket and the conversation with you ends <laughs> i was it ends sharp yeah it ends sharply abruptly we just leave you on red Cam Baggy Green, Edward. I'd like to talk about Cam Baggy Green if I can. Tallest Redwood. Tallest man alive. Young, handsome. Boyish. Boyish, good. floppy blonde hair. Takes his first test wicket. Yes, he does. They get in the Do sheds. you want to know what elation looks like? That man's that young, man. That young man's face after he takes his first test wicket. I think it was like 277 balls or something. He was apparently getting close to the longest... Like the most balls bowled without a wicket. Well, he didn't get there. No, he didn't get there. But Pat Cummins, Skip, was giving an interview after the game. And he was saying they went to the sheds afterwards and he's gone up to Baggy and he's gone, fucking how good's that first test wicket? And this speaks to the, the uh, humble nature of this giant. He's a humble giant. And he just goes, oh, yeah, sorry. Did I celebrate a bit too hard, did I? And he's like, not at all, bro. There's no such thing like that. You're all good. Like, don't worry about that, bro. You just got your first test wicket. And I was like, what a nice young man. Celebrate harder, brother. Like, you're good. You're good to go, mate. You're good to go. Do you know he was only used for one over? That's also what <laughs> I liked listening to yesterday with the, the Fox Cricket's post-game analysis. They were just talking about Pat's cut captaincy on the first day, and they were like... He was used for one over who? Baggy. He bowled one over. Did he? He bowled one over, got a wicket. One over? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. No, one spell. Oh, one spell, one spell. Sorry, sorry, one spell, one spell, one spell. No, no, my words are up. One spell. But they were just talking about how fantastically well Pat Cummins' first day captaining was from a bowling perspective. And, like, they, they were describing it as, like, exquisite captaincy and, like, inspired bowling changes and, like, everything he fucking touched turned to gold. He fucking used Stark nice at the start. Then he brought himself in, like, the way he brought Baggy Green in for a couple of overs. Like, they were just... 
They were just basically talking about it as like the perfect day's captaincy. Could you make this argument? May I make this argument? I'd allow you to. You could argue that no one knows the art of bowling better than a bowler. What's needed at the right time. Captaincy in the field is about field fielders positioning, which apparently is dictated largely by the, the bowlers bowler anyway. anyway. The whole point of fielding is to take wickets. Obviously, make your catches, run hard, don't let any fucking loose runs go, but it's all up to the bowlers. So do you think that maybe this so whole... So you like could make an argument, as someone, by the way, that knows fucking nothing, mm. but like just as a, a novice looking on... Yeah, yeah, well, you're just, a, you're just a guy who has some thoughts. Pat Cummins would know the strengths and weaknesses of his bowling quartet better than anyone. He spent the most fucking time with them. They mm. train together. He knows what they can do. They, they fucking, they're always in the little foursome together, yarning and chinwagging. You always see them off. They do different drills. They mm. do different things. Like, yeah. He would know them better than anyone else. Do you reckon they've got their own WhatsApp? <coughs> fucking oath they would. 100%. Yeah. They would, they would have a side, a side WhatsApp. A side WhatsApp. Because batters come and go. Bowls are forever. But those, well, their quartet <laughs> is fucking yeah. rock solid for yeah. a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. So... Maybe, I, yeah, obviously we had a great day. Conditions suited. He hasn't been under the pump yet. Let's see how he goes in fucking, after they've bowled fucking 200 overs in India mm. on a goat track that's doing nothing. Maybe then we have a different opinion, but all I'm after saying one is test, it's an interesting Is he thought. the greatest captain we've ever had? <coughs> well, I'm just saying- Is it too early going, to ask that well, question? Well, saying it's exquisite, everything he did was exquisite. Yeah. Is that because he's a bowler? I don't know. Or is it just because he's the greatest captain we've ever had? <laughs> That's also what I love. We've had a phenomenal day, one day in the ashes, and they're already talking about like fucking, how does, Eng like, how does England recover from a serious loss here? Like the chat's already there, like England's fucked. Well, as I think Mark Taylor said yesterday, and Mark's not wrong. Mark skipped the nation. He gets it. Of tubby fame. Of tubby fame. Of Fujitsu air conditioner fame. Of could, of could move more air cons than any man living or dead. Has done more for the air conditioning game yeah. than well, any man living or dead. Put it this way. Big fan hates Tubby Taylor. <laughs> De despises despises him ceiling fan big ceiling fan <laughs> big ceiling fan big ceiling fan fuck it has they got a contract the moment that fucker came into yeah. their lives he walks around with security 24 7 because yeah. big ceiling fan they've been trying to whack him for <laughs> fucking 20 years can't get near him what did teflon tubby they call it <laughs> so what did what did teflon tubby say <laughs> teflon said you can't judge a side's innings before both teams have batted. And it's as simple as that. If we go out there tomorrow and get skittled, it's today. all for well, today, it's all for fucking nothing. By the time people listen to this, you'll know. We won't, we don't know yet. Um, but yeah, you know that, what look, I mean? No, it's fair. It's fair. They were saying that, well, I heard Mark War say of always seems a little grumpy, fame. Never seems completely happy. Always seems like maybe he's got like a rock in his shoe and it's just putting him off. You know what I mean? Something's just annoying him. His undies are a bit tight. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck, I just can't get comfortable. And that is translated in the way that I'm talking about cricket. Um, what did Tubby say? Tubby was saying that the way that Pope and... Tubby was saying it? Or no, sorry, not Mark Tubby, War. Mark Ward. The way that Pope and um, 
Who was the other pom that got some runs? Joss Butler. Joss Butler. Joss of... Joss ain't a name fame. Um, and I think some of the commentators were calling him Josh. Josh. They're all calling him Josh, which I like. That's a flex. Go and fuck it. Josh isn't a thing. I'm not standing for At it. At an age, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Josh, not a name. <coughs> he was Surely saying that, like, typo. the way that they batted, to him indicated that the pitch itself was not too bad to bat on if you just got through the foot, like, if you saw off the, if you got some lacquer off the nut. By the time, like, because they came in, they came in relatively early because the top order of England sucks so far. He was like, it's actually potentially not a bad uh, wicket to bat on. You just got to see lacquer off nut here. So if, if Australia can see the shine off it, if Dave can get out there and just sort of like, I mean, Dave ain't going to just see shine off nut. Dave's well, going to go and attack you. He doesn't assume. play that way. But maybe and little Marcus can do it. Historically hasn't. I think historically, again, off vibe, numbers would back this up. Historically. Which, which I don't have. Vibe based. This is historically vibe based. When he has tried to see some lacquer off nut, he's been dismissed. He's he got to play his natural game. He's got to play his natural game. Whereas I think Marcus Harris needs to go out there. I would love tomorrow, well, today, Tom, I keep saying tomorrow. I'd love today if Marcus Harris was, I don't know, two off 30. Little Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Two I'd off 70? That. Two off 70. Two, that wouldn't bother me. No. There's plenty of time. Yeah. Plenty of time. Two off 50, two off 60, two off 70. Just a nice fall to Dave at the end who's a run of ball 50. I tell you what, I think little Marcus earns his spot in the second test if he gets out for two off 120. He just sees shine off nut, gets out. Hey, I'm, I'm Marcus Harris. I'm in the lacquer removal business. That's all I do. That's all I do. G'day, I'm Marcus. Welcome to my lacquer removal business. Yeah. 1-800-LITTLE-MARCUS-LACQUER-REMOVAL. Yeah. 1-800-LACQUER. Yeah. G'day, it's Marcus. Well, G'day, it's Marcus here. Little Marcus. Yeah. I remove lacquer. Yeah, that's my job. Don't score runs. And that's I can, what, but I don't, it's not about that for me. Maybe that's how we got into the site. They were obviously doing auditions for an opener to partner with Warner. He sat him down and he said, listen, I know that my average isn't where it needs to be and we can work on that. But what I promise you this Ashes series is I will remove lacquer. Yeah. That's what I can That's what I can promise you that. I will remove lacquer for whom? For Marnus and for Smudge and, and for, for Travis and for Baggy Green and for a lesser degree Alex Carey. For those boys. Because if Marnus comes in after fucking, I don't know, 200 nuts... With a lacquer, lacquerless and ball. And it's a lacquerless fucking 40 over bulb. 30 overs, 40 overs. He'll go, okay, thanks very much. How's 200 sound? Yeah. How's 300 sound? Yeah. Smudge, same thing. Yeah. What all are your thoughts sudden, about 300? All of a sudden, we're fucking three for 600. Thanks for coming. Send reckon, the back in, bowl them out. We win by fucking... An innings and 600 runs? Yeah. How does that sound? I love the sound of that, personally. Yeah. If, you were, if that wasn't a rhetorical question you really wanted to know, I love the sound of that. Good. Um, where are we? Cricket. Test cricket. Willow. Willow. Seeing lacquer off nut. Manus of pissing with rain at the Gabba, the Gabba yesterday. No chance it was coming back on. Manus already padded up. Manus already padded up. The rain was still coming down. The covers were on. Smudge and... And Cummins were there doing a fucking crossword. No one was thinking it was about to start. Marnus sitting there fully padded up. Pretty sure he had his helmet on. I think he's boxing. Yeah. He was ready to rock and roll. Do you know and what that is? That's when I see that, I go, okay, 
There's been a lot of chatter around about Australia being a bit weak. A lot of the English saying that, bit weak, not much depth, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, we've got the best bowling quartet in world sport, well, world cricket, obviously. World sport. World sport. <laughs> You've got Smudge, who has scored fucking more Ashes runs than basically anyone except the Don. And you've got a young Marnus Labashain, Smudge's understudy, mm. who lives and fucking breathes test cricket. He's been doing his tutelage over in county cricket, yeah. I believe, getting to know English conditions, but more than that, English bowling and English psyche, Tom. Yes. Comes back here. The weak mentality of the, the English. The weak mentality of the English and how to exploit it. He, yes. He's done a fucking... A doctorate. A doctorate in that yeah. recently. And you tie that in with a bloke who just lives and breathes cricket, sleeps in his pads, Tom. Yeah. Padded up to within an inch of his life yesterday when it was torrential, I think. And that's probably been... Bro, you could... that you like they were, That's they were probably out, not even apt a description for no, how the, fucking uh, heavy it was. The, the groundsmen had scuba gear on at they certain did. points. There was just, tanks. There was tanks and shit. There were certain areas of the ground where you needed to have scuba equipment just to get through. Mm. Marnus, you, needed a, you needed a diving license. You needed a diving license. You needed to have done your certificate. Yeah. Um, at, a pretty, at a pretty hectic depth. I think it's like 20 feet. You need to be able to go... You need your license for 20, 20 feet. Um, Marnus didn't give a fuck. No. And if you believe Fox, great draining ground that dries very quickly. Well, Marnus is banking on that. Yeah. And he goes, well, I need to be ready. I'd also... I, I wonder if the openers were padded up. I didn't see anyone else padded up. I saw no one else padded up. No one else. Dave was in the shower. He's like, fuck this, it's off. I'm going to have a bath. Bull having a pull. Bull having a pull? Could be. Well, Bull needs to pull. Bull got Keep a pull. Keep the rage in check. Correct. At, a, at an optimum level. He's just managing testosterone levels, I think. So you know where you see him running off the ground after an innings? Because he's opener. Do you reckon he's going for a quick pull? I think so. He's going, all right, I'm going to be back Because he charged off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Bull's got to quickly go for a pull before he comes out. Clear the head. Yep. Get out there and just... Score runs. I think it's important, Eddie, for you and I to acknowledge that whilst Travis Head wouldn't have been our first choice no. for this test. No, he wouldn't have. He's come in with a facial hair that has made me feel a little bit more confident about his chances. I don't know if you're aware of it, but he's got a really tight mo. It's not like a mo like I'm doing Movember mo. This is like, to me, it seems like it's a mo that is established. Well, is it a mo that? Try speaks, find it, Dave. It's a, a mo that speaks to a man that's confident about where he's at. He's confident about how he looks, which means he's confident about how he plays, which means he's confident about where he's at. I just I saw the mo Loving and I'm the like skinny's in. Yes, exactly, exactly. Being himself, yeah. Because everyone else is taken, and you just see it, and you're like, okay. I certainly, my anxiety levels about your your inclusion in the side have definitely lessened. They've washed away, or lessened. lessened. A little bit of David Boone in that. There's a bit... Look, it's certainly... It's, it's got like... Um, Don't you reckon? It's got Booney in mind. He's obviously far it's too Booney inspired. Yes. I'm talking the facial hair. Yes, obviously well, of course. Body. I'm not talking about... Looks like he's got a big old ass there. He does look like he's got a bucket... Has he got a bucket ass? Or is track? that a pad? Is he, filming, is he fielding in close? Nah, surely there's something... Yeah, that's, that's not a natural curve of an ass. That'd be an unhealthy ass. I'd be worried about him if that was his ass. Definitely not his ass. But I completely agree. 
Looks, how many tests has he played, Travis Head? I'm going to say it couldn't be more than f- 20. Because that baggy green looks pretty new. It doesn't does it look, look that new. Well, it doesn't look that new, but it doesn't look that old. He's played... Yeah, 19 oh, tests. Yeah. Am I fucking... Am I good or am I good? 19's a few. Yeah, no, it is. It is. That's what I'm saying. Like, I but, thought he played fucking like five or six. No, nah, he's been around for a minute. 19 tests is a lot. Is it? Well, it's not a lot, but like it's no. not nothing. 2018. There you go. Pakistan. Yep. Well, Travis. And how many tons he got? You've got an average of 39.75, two tons, 750s. Conversion rate not good enough. We'll start there. Average not good enough. Need to see that above 40. Yes, but it's okay. No, no, no. It's okay, but it's not good enough. No, it's not good enough. Right? Yep, that's fair. That's why he's in and out of the side. Yep. Do you want to be in the side long term? Fix up the conversion rate. Get that fucking average into the 40s. And then you're good to go. And then we're sweet. Couple more, couple more tons. It was a great day for the nation. It was a great day for the nation, Eddie. It was a fucking phenomenal day for the nation. Um, Reminded me of a day where... Mitchell Johnson had his like second coming. Dude, that first Gabba, Gabba test. 20... 14, 13, 13, 14 or 14, 15? 13, 13, 13, 14. 13, 14. When we didn't know quite what to expect. He was almost... There he, was almost a lot of anxiety around at that time, I remember. Like, Australia was sort of trying to find its feet. We didn't really know what our identity was. The post-war era, the post... And, and Michael Clark was basically like... This team's going to fucking rip and tear. Yeah. And we're going to take souls, get ready for a broken arm shit. Yes. That was that series. That was that first test. That was the Gabba test where you said that. And Mitchell came out and just fucking ran a train on him. But you didn't realise how much of a train. That's the thing. Like, that was what was crazy because the train only really was revealing itself as the series went on. You're like, oh, my God, Mitchell Johnson is fucking killing people. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, he did it the first test. Like, wow, Mitchell Johnson had a great game. What a great game for Mitch. And then it was like, oh, he's done it again. Oh shit, Mitchell Johnson, he got, can you, how many wickets he got? He got like 40 wickets in that series, something fucking ridiculous. He absolutely, he was a monster. Um, I remember I was uh, working in a bar at the time. I was in the cocktail bar of the Royal in Paddington, shout out to the Royal. Red Room. Elephant Room it was called, I think at one point, Elephant Bar. Was it Room? Was it Red? Uh, Yeah, it was, it, it went through some renovations, so. But I, like, it was like, in terms of like money, smart money spent by the owners at that time, I was probably the biggest waste because who the fuck's having a cocktail in the middle of the day? Not many people. Also, like you could just make the cocktail downstairs, but whatever, leave me in the cocktail bar all day. Well, you, people do have cocktails during the day, but not in that setting. Exactly, but also like it's you're a probably weird. not going to get bombarded, right? If someone wants a Bloody Mary, I'm pretty sure the person at the bar can just do it at fucking midday. But whatever, put me in the cocktail bar because you know what daddy's going to do? Daddy's going to wheel in a TV from the fucking storage room and he's going to sit up there unencumbered, un, uh, undistracted, certainly not doing any work, and I'm just going to watch Mitchell Johnson and the Australian Test cricket team hump the English into the earth. Yeah, well, and I that's what money. I did while I get paid to do it. Mm. I did that almost every single day and it was glorious. And the days that I wasn't, I was sitting on a couch somewhere, pound and piss. Watching or the humping. Just living. Mm. Phenomenal time in everyone's life. 
But my point around that is it was also punters and dribblers for those playing along at home. 37 wickets, an average of 13.97. Ridiculous stuff. An average of 13. Played all five test matches. Yep. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Did he get but, player of the series? Mm, yep. Yep. Good. Because that's a famous, famous series. Like, that's a famous Well, if he didn't, I would have been like, well, who did? Yeah, I don't remember who did. Because that's, that's Mitch's series. Smudge got some tons in that series. So did Clark. Punter? No, Punter was gone. When did Punter retire? Hussey was there, I think, still, potentially. Did Punter retire? I thought Punter was there for Nah, that. Punter was gone. Did Punting retire 2012, maybe? 2012, yeah. I think 2012 is spot on. Yep. Yep. Nah, he was gone, mate. Was Hussey there, though? Can you look that up? I would have thought Hussey went before Punter. Mm, no, Hussey was there after Punter. Was he really? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's our mate Ricky we're talking about. Ricky Ponting, our friend. Yeah, we are. Clark, nah, Haddon, Bailey. Huss was gone. George Bailey of did nothing. No disrespect. George Bailey was short-balled a famous win off the back of doing absolutely fuck all. Did nothing. Except he got that one big over where he got like, I think it was at Sydney. He got like 30 off the over. And that was like oh, his contribution. Me, heard. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. What I was playing. My point around that series is, and if you think we're off track, we're not, <laughs> is that yesterday reminded me a bit of that series. Just of that, the dominance. Like, I, I was always confident, never not confident. Always confident. The English stink and they stink particularly when they're down here. But yesterday blew me off the park. To bowl them out for like 147, I think, off the top of the dome. I think that was it. Was unfucking believable To be honest, the fact they got 147 is actually like that was like well, a take, salvage. You take Butler and Pope. Or Pope, yeah, Pope and yeah, Pope and Butler. You take them out and they're all at sea. They got a 60-run partnership, I think. They're fucked. They're less than a hundo. Um, but I just saw yesterday so much positive. If we're talking about crystal energy, like moon, water, mate, positive crystal energy, like that Australian side was soaked If you in could it. charge crystals off the back of that bowling energy, on that team energy generally, you would make, you'd be a billionaire. I'm so, I, yeah, I would, I would imagine you could charge crystals off the energy at the Gabby yesterday. I'm saying you could charge crystals. Well, how about this time? We've talked about charging crystals in moonlight and what that looks like from a business perspective. What about charging crystals at like test matches yeah. after famous wins or great yeah. days? Just even sporting matches. These this crystals... Is, uh, are, wait, this, what crystal is this? Uh, it's a Gabba day one crystal. Yeah. Do you want it? Do you want that energy? Do you want that energy? Oh, this is, uh, this is an Origin Game 3 New South Wales win crystal. Uh, right. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. This one was charged by uh, Tommy Turbo's six try heroics against fucking the Storm in the grand final. Yeah, this was actually this crystal was there when Siddle took a hat trick on his birthday. birthday. So, do you want that positive energy? Do you want that? that crystal. Uh, we can guarantee that the energy in that crystal won't run out. How could it? I watched that fuck. I've seen that video three, four hundred times. Yeah, never gets old. No, it never gets old. It never. Ever, 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 ever gets old. I tell you what I'd like, actually, and I don't know whether it's because they usually do. Michael do it. Carberry. Fuck, dude, you forget these players. I know you do, don't you? Didn't people go, like, retire? 
pretty sure Ian Bell oh, retired. That's right. There yeah. was like a did million it, of them. Graham Swan retired. Did Swan retired mid series. I think Ian Bell did as well. Bell. Oh no, he didn't. Who was the opener? The prior. Did? Prior. No, I don't know. He wasn't opening. He was no, the no, 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 no. Go down. Wasn't up. Oh. No, no, no. Up there. Was Jonathan Trot. Yeah. Jonathan Trot. Trot. Jonathan Trot. Jonathan Trot retired. Graham Swan definitely retired. I don't know if Ian Bell did. But uh, like, it was announced that Legs Finner, Scott Ball, Osprey, Jason Tradwell. I oh, know they were caught up. I'm sure Graham Swan retired. Wake, wake, wake. Imagine retiring. Yeah, mid- he did. In December, on December 2013, Graham Swan retired from international cricket with immediate effect because he was just getting humped into the earth. I thought, Imagine retiring. I thought Pryor retired as well. So Trot and Swan both retired before the fourth test. That is shockingly weak. Well, just in case, I think maybe that... Oh, well, Trot was Trot stress-related. Was, yes. Obviously, that's fine. But Graham Swan, yeah, he used weak. to give us more shit than anyone. Yeah, yeah, no, Graham Swan, weak. Sorry, Graham. Um, anyway, I think that's sort of cricket, apart from the fact that Joe Root can't score any runs in Australia. And that Can I say this They're about saying him? that his, like, his legacy will be defined by the fact that he can't. Can I say this about him? He, obviously, an incredible batsman generally, has scored a lot of runs. But I don't think he looks like the sort of leader that can get it done in Australia. No. It's too hostile. He's not a guy. He's not a man for, like, he's not a wartime leader. He's not a wartime leader. And playing an Ashes series in Australia is like going to war. Yeah. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but if I was an English counterpart of his... I don't think I'd follow him into battle. How the fuck is it? Is I'd be like, you're not a leader of men. Is Ben Stokes not captain because he cracked that bloke outside ben of Ben Stokes I'd follow. I'd follow Ben Stokes. I'd follow Joss Butler as well. Just I'd hate the name. No, I'd... But, but I'd just like say, looking at it. No, I'd say I'll follow you on one condition. We call you Josh. That we call you Josh and you go down to fucking the name changing place. Yeah, yeah, we'll go get Whatever your name Whatever the fuck it's called and put an H on the back. Is. Yeah. Because Even though his straight. name's Joseph. We'll just call you Josh. It doesn't it's easier. matter. No, it no. doesn't. We'll call yourself Joseph. No, no, Josh? we'll call you Josh. We'll yeah. just call you it's Josh. It's way easier. Yeah. But I don't think that I would follow, and in fact, I wouldn't follow Joe Root into battle. And I think that's probably why they've struggled so much down here lately. Mm. He's terrified of Australia. Terrified. Like, you know, like how people who don't, who just, who never come to Australia are like, there's so many things that can kill you here. And then you get her and you're like, yeah, but not really. Like, you're not walking past a brown snake every day. Apparently when Stokes called him to say that he was coming, he like was almost crying on the phone. That's not surprising. And also, happiness. yeah, like, but you know what? That won't, that's, what that does inspi- What does that yeah, inspire? Nothing. Nothing. It's like, hey, dude, stop crying. All right. I just said I'm coming to play cricket. Like, can you relax? I'm also a Kiwi, so yeah. relax. Just try get some runs for the nation and shut up for a second, Joe, yeah. would you? Focus on your job, which yeah. is fucking scoring runs. Um, anyway, but shout out to him. I'll tell you what. Look, this could all be... I don't think that it's going to be a good series for Joe. I'll tell you what. I think we come out here today and we pound them into the earth. We mm-hmm. send them back in. We bowl them out. We win by an innings. Yep. I think that his decision rightly or wrongly to choose to bat is going to haunt the fuck out of him Mm -hmm. and i think that coupled with the fact that they dropped anderson and broad their two best bowlers on a spicy hot fucking gabba deck it was overcast and muggy as fuck anderson and broad swing it both ways i don't get it 
It's the first, you, you have to win the it. first it test. It doesn't make sense. That's why we always play, oi, fucking hot take for you, English. Why did we play the first test at the Gabba? Why do you think that is? Have you ever stopped to think about why that is? Momentum. Get the first W and pound and pound and pound. That's how it's done. What happened last time you won in Australia? You drew the first test. Set yourselves up. Throwing away the first test like this is fucking madness. And if you can't convince me otherwise, that's what they've done. Yep. Not playing Broad and Anderson who aren't injured because you conceding the first test is like the weakest fucking thing. Yeah, I've ever it's seen. weak. It's very English. Now, are we having a very confident chat about Australia's first test victory after one not even full day of cricket? Yes. Yes, we are. And no, by we the time, like what we saw. By the time you listen to this, the world may be a different place. We don't know. I'm, I don't think it will be. I think the only thing that will be changing when the punter and the dribbler hear this is that, oh, Dave's on 100, Marnus is in the 90s, fucking little Marcus got two off 600 balls, took the lacquer right off it. Yeah, he saw off a whole nut. Yeah, he saw off the entire nut. They had to get a new ball. He blocked it so often. Well, the fucking seam fell apart. Yeah. They go, this thing's only fucking 40 overs old. Yeah. Had to replace the nut. Um, so by the feel? time you listen to this... I would assume that Australia well and truly have England's face buried in the metaphorical pillow. <laughs> Believe that. Consensually. Of course. Eddie, I wanted to mention something yesterday uh, that happened yesterday that warmed my heart. I know it warmed your heart. So this is more of a like, you know, we're speaking to the punter and the dribbler here. So obviously... You might be living under a rock, metaphorical, otherwise not sure, but we had the great and powerful Christian Welsh on the show um, on Sunday. We, that podcast was released. It was a couple of weeks ago we had him on. And he told a very funny... Well, he was, it was a great yarn. Welsh, I think, you know... Um, well, everyone... The feedback was great. Everyone's like, Welsh, what a fucking dude. Well, a lot of the feedback has been of a similar sort of note. Yes. And it's, it goes to something like this. Christian Welsh makes it very hard to hate Queenslanders. Yeah. Or Storm fan. Or Storm, you know what I mean? Because like he's, he's just, one of the great blokes. Living. One of the great blokes. Doesn't take himself seriously, but he's an intelligent guy. Speaks well. Has good stories. Handsome. Friendly. Big, thick. He's a yana. He's a yana. Now, our good friends over at Fox League picked up a story that Christian um, told us about the first time he met Wayne Bennett. He was just try, like he was just doing some drills at Origin Camp. He dropped a ball, Wayne behind him. You wouldn't you wouldn't have dropped it if it was a cheeseburger, Welshie, You fat fuck. Great yarn. Great yarn. Um, so they wrote an article about it. Christian Welsh, da da da, da and quite nicely, of Fox League, they credited us in the article. They did, which was nice. It was great to see. On Instagram, however, did get the memo? They were a little less giving with their uh, crediting of the fact that they didn't get the... Like the intern didn't get the memo. The intern, the staff writer didn't get the memo. So they just put up a graphic, Christian Welsh, Wayne Bennett, and it was like the quote. Christian Welsh, hilarious story about, uh, about you know, meeting Wayne Bennett. Zero credit at all for, you know, your good friends here at Hello Sport. I didn't even realise that fucking... Like, we hadn't even seen it. It was such a fucking crazy, hectic cricket day. I didn't even know what was going on. But then it was like, we were just getting tagged out the asshole in this article. 
And it was nice in the comments that Fox Lee got absolutely pummeled into the earth by dribblers. Like, they went so hard at them for not tagging us. And it was like, there fuck was it, like, a hundred tags. So oh, yeah. hard in the paint, the dribbler. Dude, where the fuck did you get this from, Fox Lee? Yeah, why aren't you fucking crediting Hello Sport? Fuck, da, 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 just nonstop Hello Sport tag, da, 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 to the point where Fox League, I think, had no other option other than to just, in the comments, just tag us as found on. So thank you, Fox League, for well, eventually tagging us. But thank you mostly to the punter and the dribbler for going, Oi! Oi! It's nice knowing, Tom that even when you have your mind elsewhere, like on the cricket, you have the punter and, of course, the dribbler in your corner going the big lift. Going a bat for you. Going in a bat for you. And going, oi, hell, like, you may not have Being noticed this, Being our metaphorical night watchman. Yes, exactly. Our night watchman. Our knights in shining armour. Yes. Look at that gabba. Oh, look, look at the blue skies, baby. <laughs> Punters and dribblers, you'd already know this because this will... Come not, out. Yeah, exactly. But it is as blue as blue gets. Huss just running an eye over what he sees. Oh, yeah. This is horny shit, Eddie. The grass is an HD green. And there has been a tinge come off it. Oh, they've had a mill come off the... Uh... <coughs> you can't take a mill off it. Well, not a mill, but like a... <coughs> Don't you go dying on me. But it's tickling the throat. <coughs> Do you need some water, buddy? Tickle. Do you want some? Do you want some of Dave's dirty well, backwash well, bong water? <laughs> See, Apologies, punters and dribblers. See, this is where my germaphobe would come in. I would not for the life of me, <coughs> and this is no disrespect to you, Dave, it's not you specifically, <coughs> but I wouldn't touch that bong water. But the show must go on. <laughs> The show must go on, Eddie. And I'm tickled. Yeah, go on. Can you? Can you? Tickled pink. Yeah. So what's what's happening, bro? Tell me. Talk to me. Water's on route. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me, mate. It's bong water. <laughs> we should sell to your Dave's bong water. <laughs> See what I do for the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. Prepare to drink dirty bong water in order <laughs> to get my yarn out. <laughs> Keep pushing, buddy. Come on. It's either that water or any of the other three water bottles that have been sitting in the studio for like for five fucking, weeks. Yeah. You're right. You're gonna make it. Been persistent. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, shout out to the punter and the dribbler for sticking uh, for for being in our corner 100%. and for calling out big media. In fairness to Fox League, they did tags in the article, but Instagram probably where they pro most of their shits getting seen anyway. They don't have an app anymore. I just think the least they can do is tag us in the actual fucking caption, right? I was told very early on when I, uh, you know, entered the world of media, it was always drilled into me about crediting other people. Now, I'm not saying that you do it. Sometimes you forget. Sometimes you fucking just straight up forget. And that's fine. And that could have been the case here because they definitely credited us in the article, which was nice. So you could just say they forgot on Instagram. Whether they did or they didn't, I think the fact that the punter and the dribbler is in our corner... Just ready to pound them, pound them into the earth. Better, <coughs> oh my better God. do God's work. Dude, you are. Are you all right? I think I've turned a corner. I think I've turned a corner. Okay, good. I'm feeling much better than I was. Okay. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, and your concern. And your concern. 
But I would be punters and dribblers DMing uh, if you because you're just hearing this now. I'd be just DMing us and just checking in if Eddie's all right. Just check in. We've got a big day today. Sharing is well, it's not sharing. It's not sharing. It's just checking up on your mate. <laughs> check in on your mate. See if Eddie's all right. Um, check in. We've got a our Hello Sport Christmas party today. Yeah, we need. I need to have my wits about. You me. need to be up and about. Yeah. Well, I am up and about. I'm ready to rip and tear. But just needed to get that cough out of the way. There was a tickle in the throat. I don't know what a tickle is. Well, we what, all know what they are. Well, we, we that was what are you saying? What was caught? What was doing what is the tickle? a tickle? Yeah. What is it biologically, fundamentally? Yeah, physiologically, physiologically, and biologically. Yeah. Uh, it's usually from the irritation of the mucous membranes of the throat, the esophagus, or the trachea. A throat tickle uh, is likely either linked to a medical condition or something in your environment. But what I know about the mucus... <laughs> Nothing to do with the mouth, vape, I assume. Yeah. Well, because mucus helps to like um, lubricate your mouth, essentially. That's why when you smoke stuff like vapes and things, your mouth gets dry when there's no mucus being produced. Fair call. That makes sense. Fair call. Um, let's move on. Is anyone else sort of like fucking... Is, is it surprising to you that there's like... I haven't seen any coverage anywhere of this, really, of the Jelaine, Ghislaine, fucking Maxwell case. Well, maybe, yeah. It's the biggest case on earth. Now, I think there are like... There may be reasons why, like, you're not seeing it. I don't know. But it just, to me, it was like, where the, what's going on with this crazy fucking criminal mastermind bitch? What's happening? Maybe they can't. Maybe they're not. Maybe there's like a media ban on it or something, Dave. Is there? Well, because, there's not because some because no. they've been doing sixty minutes things about it out the arse. No, no, no. All that shit's fine. I get that. Sixty minutes of why sixty. All sixty minutes is now is uh, Epstein, yes, thingos, yep. or royal family inside scoops. That's, That's all. all the great once great sixty minutes has That's become. That's all they do. They've, it's now a shell of itself. It's a shell. Oh, we've got uh, we've got fucking Meghan Markle's third cousin's ex boyfriend, right. and they're talking. Well, Meghan really does love to fucking. Da, da, da. You're like, okay, but I'm talking about news from the case. This is what's coming out. Are there not fucking people being incriminated? Like these people, Epstein and that. Like they had friends in high high places who were going to that island and you know doing some sick shit. I don't think I want to get into the weeds on the sick shit they were doing. I don't even really care if we don't get that into it. But I was just interested to know where the, what's going on. Well, you know what, Tom? I have fucking no idea. Right. It seems to me like if we, we, know, like, we know so much about everything that's going on everywhere. Like we have too much news. How the fuck isn't this one of the biggest scandals in like history well, like, that's what I'm saying. There's just, there's speculation and it's not like it's gone out of the public eye. It's just, there's no reports on a specific uh, The case, the she, case. Yeah, but she's now in court and it's like, okay, Epstein killed himself. But that's oh, what I'm was saying. There must be like a blanket media ban on it. There's Otherwise, no way that's the case. There's nah, no way not. that there's a blanket so, media ban. Yeah, there's been stuff coming out, some very hairy details, which I won't repeat. Um, but there's definitely not a media ban. There has been this list um, that was submitted as part of like who they'd be talking to in the court case. But I think this is just like, oh, what? not all of these are people who are accused. Some of them might just be like giving witness for something. Okay. Harvey Weinstein, Sean Carter, as in Puff Daddy? 
Definitely not. I think these are all just names that were on Miramax, Walt Disney, Def Jam Recordings, Young Money, Rock Nation, Dwayne Carter, Kanye, Beyonce Knowles. What the fuck? What I think, like, this list is probably just people who have Virgil Abloa been associated with Epstein or Maxwell. Jelaine Maxwell, the City of New York Police Department, (laughs) Sony. Keep going. It's, that's it. Oh, that's it. Okay, there's like, there's a lot sense. of big things. There's a lot of, I mean, there was another thing that came out. Let me find the photo where there's a photo of them. And uh, here we go. And it's basically at one of the Queen's properties. So. Well, yeah, I mean, fucking. There's the photo of them. And then there's a photo of the Queen at the exact same place. It's her, it's her log cabin or whatever. Log cabin on the Balmoral Estate, obviously staying there with the Prince big Andrew. Fella, Prince Andrew. Mm. Yeah, so one of the... Um, he was hot when he was younger. He now looks like a f- weird old sicko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was actually quite a dish yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah, he was a bit of a dish. Yeah, one of the witnesses, are, like people testifying against Maxwell, is the same woman who is currently filing one against Prince Andrew as well. Right. So there's a bit of connection there. And the other thing that I thought was like, just like weird and like creepy, the photo that came out, you know how they do the courtroom sketches? Mm. So... Ghislaine Maxwell is sitting there sketching the courtroom artist while she is being sketched by the courtroom oh, artist. Oh, etch. That's etch as fuck. And she's staring at him. Isn't the courtroom art sketch artist a weird thing? Yeah, it's very odd. Like, what is that going to do? Well, you can't take photos. I get, no, I understand what it is. It's old school. But I don't understand the real, like, what, it doesn't, because also it's like, well, whilst she's clearly a fucking psycho, like a sick individual, Ghislaine, the interpretation of a draw of an artist in a, a snapshot of a moment is kind of like is is unhelpful unless you're just going to draw him sitting there. Well, it's just I think it's almost just to be like they were there. Yeah, they <laughs> were there. The- they the, it's a beautiful drawing. It's very nice. I feel like it's like the courtroom artist is one of those weird traditions of the courtroom that are still around, like the wigs they wear and shit yeah. like that, where it's like yeah, we've just been doing this for like hundred years or but so. But like. So. Aside from the fact of who they're drawing and how etch it is that she's drawing the courtroom artist, because that's that's scat. It's a lovely fucking drawing. These courtroom artists are better served doing art. Yeah. So this courtroom artist woman, maybe um, it's a side hustle. She has also do a drawn. bit of courtroom stuff on the side. But like, just the art because you've got a tweet here. Completely losing my mind over this courtroom sketch of Ghislaine Maxwell staring straight at the artist and drawing them right back, which obviously she's doing. But this isn't a photo. Like, you can't be like looking at it like, oh, that's so itch. Like, she's draw. It's a fucking drawing. The photo would be terrifying. A photo of that image of that actually happening would be terrifying. The fact she's doing it is still pretty There's fucking... There's something sc- pretty creepy about that drawing it's, thing. Though. It's very creepy. But what I'm saying is that that doesn't... I don't think that's fair to the situation. Because it's like... It's also very interpretive of the... Like, you're drawing her looking evil. You're drawing her with a, like a, a, a weird stare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you. So in the interview... They, with they them, could be putting like effects on it. Yeah, their own spin on it. Yeah. They interviewed this woman, the courtroom artist, when this kind of went viral. And she said Eddie Murphy has also drawn her. Um, and she's also drawn in her career Mark David Chapman, the guy who killed John Lennon, El Chapo, Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, and Anthony Weiner. So I think they've got like the tippy top of courtroom artists. This she's, case. yeah, right. So she's the goat. She's the Picasso of courtroom art. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Oh, she's good. Oh, she's very good. 
And I'm sure you're not like there with a whole massive bag full of pencils and pens and like brushes. Uh, you must have to come in with, you know. Dave, I imagine she might be. Look at the colour scheme. Like you're in the there. courtroom. You don't want to be like messing around being Dude, like, Dude, I reckon she's got this? a gambit of shit. Dude, she'd have those those Faber Castles. She'd have a fresh pack of Faber Castles. Fresh to or death. Or Derwent pens and fresh she's ready Fabers. to fucking get into her work. Fresh Fabers, bro. She'd be Faber. She'd be sponsored. Arts. 100%. She'd be like a bloody athlete. 100%. She's probably wearing like a Derwent hat or something. 100%. Or a Faber Castle hat. 100%. She'd be merched up to the teeth. Yeah, dude. She'd have a sponsorship for sure. She's very talented. But, mate, can you see what fucking, what comes out of all this madness? Is there any, is there any just like latest? Like, is there anything like, you know, that she's, has she named anyone? Or are they just keeping all that shit quiet? Because you would assume this bitch knows where bodies are buried. Yeah, no, I don't think... Well, I don't think she has testified yet. I think it's still the... I don't know what you right, call it. The, okay. But, um, yeah, not from what I've seen, no one's really been named. The the defence, I mean, like, how the fuck do you make a defence case for her? Uh, I heard they were trying to paint her as a, a victim. Well, yeah, they were saying that she's now just becoming a scapegoat for which, uh, Epstein's crimes. Which, which, like, Epstein obviously was the big dog who got murdered in prison or killed himself, whatever you want to believe. But, like, she was part of it. So he's dead. So now we've got to come for number two. Got to go for number two. But, like, to paint her as a victim, as an adult, like, you know, you could have some kid who, uh, you know, they'll put kids in prison for murder and they're not even fucking of age. They're like, well, it was a premed. Like, do you know what I mean? And you're going to try and spin that this... Yeah, but, bro... This what, woman with all her yeah, faculties like, as yeah, an adult... Like, wait, why does that shock you? Why does that shock you that her def- that she's defending herself in a certain way? Oh, Any way she can. No, no, no. That doesn't shock like, me. But it's, it's like what other card have they got to play? Of course they're playing that card. Of course they're they're gonna get in there and go, I fucking did it. Did it. But isn't there like no uh, isn't there sometimes when a defense will not try and say they're innocent? They'll just be well, like No, mate, if you pay for the best, you fucking yeah. that's what I'm paying for. Shut the fuck up and defend me. Yeah. Nah. Oh, they'll do whatever they fucking can, bro. Don't worry about that. Do not worry about that. Imagine if she got off, dude. She probably will. Imagine if she got off. She probably will. Because of all the fucking... Because she, she knows prob- where the bodies she are buried? She probably will. Because she knows where the bodies are buried? I it's like, uh, listen, if you just don't out <coughs> Bill Clinton, then... Yeah, then you're sweet. You're all good. Etch shit. Very etch. But don't be etch. Beautiful drawing. Beautiful drawings. Um... Is that us? I think that's us. I too. think we leave it on it. We finish on a high finish of high. Jelaine Maxwell and, and Jeffrey Epstein. I, think I will that's say nice this before we go, puns and dribblers. I will say this just as a, as a loving fiance. If you're a punter or a dribbler and you don't know what the fuck to get your missus for Christmas and you're like, bruh, I'm all at sea here. Mm. Go to corneliapaulina.com with a K, Cornelia with a K. There's some fucking sick glassware there. Yeah. It is my... It's my fiance Ella's glassware, but it's fucking sick. And it would make a great Christmas present. I'll just leave that there. And that's glassware, like, is it predominantly like your champagne-y sort champagne of? Champagne flutes, like little shot glasses, espresso glasses, shit like that. They look very nice. Really This vibey. is just launched, hasn't it? It's just launched. Check it out. Vibey shit. It's fucking selling well. Good on her. Good Chrissy present. That's nice. There we you go. are a good fiance. I'm a great fiance. And I'm a good friend because i'm also pushing and we're great australians we're great australians and we love the nation good luck to the boys today do we want to give a merch update 
Uh, sold out, except for mediums. Yeah, so if you're a medium, there's like fucking There's a 50. couple left if you're a medium. But thanks again for your support. We love, love you, you all. Love you, love you. We will be back on Monday. Australia will have won the test. And we will be probably a little bit... We've got a couple of... We've got a big few days ahead of we us. We do. We bid you farewell. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>